You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, welcome into episode number four of the Can of Corn series. This is the base all baseball show. Uh, once again, I'm I'm joined by JD. Uh, he might not be in the the major league ranks on uh, keeping up with the with the baseball, but he, he's working his way back up there. I mean, I mean, I think he's at least double A now. So, so what's going on, man? How are you doing tonight? I'm all right, man. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Uh, you know, I used to be a major leaguer, got an injury, you know, years ago, and I'm I'm on reassignment, work my way up in the minors still, but uh, <laughs> gonna do my best to keep up with the big dogs here, you know. Hey, you can just do what you do what you can do, man. Like that's all you can do. So, I mean, we're we're trying to, uh, you know, fill everybody in. It's been a it's been a pretty crazy off season. I mean, the 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 contracts are massive. I mean, do do any of them stand out to you, my friend, or? What do you think? Yeah, I, I don't have to be in the major leagues to know that Aaron Judge just got a ridiculous deal. Nine years, $360 million. I know you hate the Yankees, but it's unavoidable that we, we start talking about him, especially being you know, hitting 62 homers last year. Uh, to me, I, you know, that deal is, is – I can't – it's an unfathomable amount of money to me. <laughs> I'll just say that, but I, I know the contracts are getting a lot bigger, and baseball is – Still America's sport, still America's pastime, so the money still keeps rolling in. When you first saw the numbers for that, I know another team was in the running. What was it? The uh, Giants were in the running to grab Judge? Uh, the Padres. I believe. The Padres. Okay. Uh, the Giants were definitely – I don't think that they ever came out with a number, uh, the Giants. Uh, they were definitely in the running. That's that's where he's from, San Fran area, or, you know, back in the day. That's where he was brought up and everything. But uh, the, the Padres – uh, offer was released to the public. That was a, uh, I, I don't know if it was nine or 10 years. I can't remember, but it was, it was actually 400 million. Uh, oh, wow. So they, they topped the Yankees in money. Uh, they offered him more money, uh, but he, he came back to the, to play in the pinstripes. Unfortunately for me, uh, tough to see that, but Hey man, like he is a, he's a class act. He's, he's class personified. Like he is, uh, he's very, very hard to hate. He, he's just a, he's a good guy. Uh, says all the right things. He's a, he's a leader. He's he's the captain of the of the modern day Yankees. So um, yeah, crazy amount of money though, dude. There's no doubt about. You know, there's no arguing that. Uh, it's just they broke it down, and and I think it was like he's gonna make about thirty thousand per at bat or something or per inning. It's one of the two there, but uh, just absolutely insane, dude. That's yeah, absurd. just just uh, he he bet on himself though, man. They they offered him a deal in spring training. Uh, for like, 
you know, it was about $150 million less than what he got. And he bet on himself and, and it panned out. Like he, he goes out and hits what? 63 home runs and, uh, 62, 62, 62. I always, was it six, was it 62? Uh, yeah, I think it was 62. Uh, um, I know they, uh, the, the 62 home run ball just sold, which we'll get into that in a little bit, but I do believe it was 62. Uh, yeah, let's pull it up here. Double check in the, the research. You hate the Yankees. You, you hate the Yankees that much. You don't remember how many, uh, home runs judge it. <laughs> oh, I mean, dude, when he hits, when he hits over 60, I mean, I lose count. The guy, the guy was on a tear, man, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 60, 62 here. Yep. Breaking yep. Maris's record in the AL by, by one, one yep. homer. Yep. Breaking the AL record, break, breaking the Yankees all-time record, obviously, like you said with Maris there. But yeah, man, he's a he's a one-man wrecking crew when he's when he's on. Like he is very very uh, tough to get out. I'll say that. Yeah, I grew up watching Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire's pursuit, and then Barry Bonds. Um, with that being said, all three of those guys not in the uh, Hall of Fame, having their records tainted due to steroids. In your mind, Aaron, does that make Aaron Judge the true home run king of baseball? Um, see, it's a uh, it's the tough one, man. Because now, like after the season, I mean, there's always baseball always seems to have controversy, but they've had a like a juiced ball situation where some of these balls are. I don't know how the construction would be different, but uh, <laughs> juice balls. I know exactly what you mean. It just couldn't resist. Sorry. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, how many of those were legit hit out of the ballpark? Like, you know, if they weren't juiced, like, I don't know, man, we don't need to get into all that. So, um, like I said, baseball always has controversy. So if it's not steroid, it's, it's the, it's the grip the pitchers are using, or it's the, it's the juice ball. So there's always something, but in in my mind, I I guess I would say he's the home run King. I'm not one to support the steroid guys, even though, I mean, everybody was using them at one point, it seemed like, but, um, I don't know. Look at those guys look like they weren't even like human beings at one point. They had muscles coming out of their ears and stuff. So, um, yeah, man, I'll, I'll, bonds, bonds, bonds was ridiculous. Bonds. McGuire at one point was looking like he was going to explode out of his skin, but, um, yeah, man, I, I'll, I'll give him the nod for right now. Like I, I don't, I don't see why like he's not because it's those other guys are tainted. Like the, it's definitely tainted judges is questionable with the, with the baseballs, but, those other guys are definitely tainted, no question. Yeah, with the baseballs, that's not something that Judge himself did. There's absolutely nothing he could do about that, whether the MLB, you know, kind of set it up for him to hit a few more home runs or not. Whereas, you know, with Bonds, McGuire, so so those guys made the decision, you know, to to take performance enhancers. So, you know, I'm, I was a Yankees fan back in the day, so that might I might be a little biased on this, but you know, I would <laughs> consider. Judge to be the home run leader, you know, because again, I grew up watching those three guys and had so much respect for him as a kid, and especially McGuire just really looked up to him. And then found out about the steroids, and it was just it broke my heart as like a sports fan, as a baseball fan. You know, one of my idols was a cheater, so I like the idea of of uh, a Yankee breaking a Yankee record, you know. And the guy, like you said, the guy's a class act. I, I followed um, his pursuit you know, throughout the season. And he, like you said, he says all the right things. Most definitely can respect the fact he took less money to stay with, you know, stay with the team that he, he broke the record with and pursue a, a world series with the Yankees. Um, you know, first Yankee to win an AL MVP since a rod um, 
which another questionable polarizing figure um, <laughs> back back then for sure. But I mean, the guy going first in home runs, tied for first in RBIs, first in runs, on base percentage, slugging percentage, and WAR, uh, just absolutely incredible. And uh, do you think him re-signing with the Yankees uh, boosts them up? You know, with with the World Series odds, do you think? And I know they got another pitcher, this guy, Carlos Rodon, six years, 162 million. Um, what is their rotation looking like to you? Do they have a, a good shot at the World Series, or do you think another another team like the Astros? You think the Astros have a better chance of repeating? That is, uh, I want to beat a dead horse, but that that might be a billion dollar question because it's just, uh, <laughs> yeah, man, it's tough. Like, uh. I mean, the Astros obviously losing Verlander. That's a, that's a big one, but Verlander uh, was pretty much garbage in the World Series up until the, like the last game he pitched. He he was yeah. pretty dominant. But... Yeah, one of the greatest pitchers in MLB history who had, I think it was like the worst World Series at ERA or something like that with oh, a minimum. Of, I forget how many starts they needed for that stat, but it was it was nuts. I don't doubt that one bit, <clears throat> one bit, man. Like, so I mean, that's kind of like. I don't want to say it's it cancels itself out because Verlander will win you a lot of games throughout the regular season and, and he'll put you in position. But um, that Yankees rotation is no joke, man. Like especially with uh, with Rodon coming over, I was I was really hoping that wouldn't happen, and uh, obviously falls into place for them. But um, dude, top to bottom, I mean, you got Garrett Cole probably going to serve as your as your number one still. Um, Carlos Rodon, I mean, you can make a case he he slides into um, the number two role. Um, it's debatable, obviously. Um, other than that, I mean, I mean, Herman Marquez is is a, a beast. He had a great year as well. Um, Frankie Valdez came over last year from the A's. He was kind of their number five, and then uh, drawing a blank on on the one starter. Let me let me pull this up quick. He he was he had a breakout year. Um, While you pull that up, just uh, the Yankees with the signing of Rodon now have two of the three top uh, pitchers with strikeouts per nine innings. Rodon led the league last year with twelve, and then Garrett Cole's at a eleven point five. I think it was a, a Tani was second with eleven point nine. But either way, just two two guys firing firing some good, well placed pitches at high velocity, able to just get your get the uh, hitters to strike out. And I know with all the advanced statistics these days, a lot more of the outs are they're attempting to just get people to ground out and stuff like that or hit fly balls. So, you know, growing up, I loved watching guys get strikeouts. You know, Roger Clemens, another tainted player, man. He was, he was one of my heroes, you know, watching, but you know, Clemens and Schilling again, another guy. <laughs> I just, I must've just liked all the guys that don't have character, but you know, watching <laughs> like the big unit, Randy Johnson, you know, those guys just bring the absolute, unit. absolute heat, you know, striking guys out. That was my favorite type of baseball to watch. You know, I get the analytics, putting the baseball in play, double, double play type stuff, but bring the heat, man. I, lo- I love watching a good, good fastball. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I, I kind of, I guess the cobwebs are coming in for me since it's the off season. But uh, Garrett Cole, number one, N- Nestor Cortez. That's who I was trying to think of. I mean, he had an absolute breakout season uh, last season. There, uh, made the All Star team, uh, ERA un- under uh, under three. So, just that, uh, yeah, twelve and four on the year. 
163 strikeouts and 158 in like just a great great season for him which nobody really saw that one coming um quite surprising so uh Luis Severano is, is number you know the number 3 there and Frankie Mont- Montez like I like I spoke on and, and Domingo Herman like I I think I pushed up his name but all of those point point uh that's trying to be made is uh all those guys are good and now you just added uh Carlos Rodon to the mix it's pretty scary, man. Like it's, you know, pitching to me is so, so important, especially when you hit the postseason. that um, I think the Rodon signing is, is just as big as the judge signing. And, you know, it okay. might seem a little outlandish, but I mean, pitching no, is, it makes is so important, makes man. And, and judge judge hasn't had a good postseason career either. So um, that is the one thing about judge that he has yet to, to really go off on a postseason, which I'm, I'm, you know, crossing my fingers. That doesn't happen, but I, I think <laughs> any year, any year now, he's gonna. It's kind of like a Rod, man. He struggled for a while in the postseason, and uh, you know, I definitely see that that at some point he's gonna get it together. He's too good of a player, I think, for that not to happen. So, yeah, I remember a Rod struggling for years, but eventually he he really started to light it up. So, I mean, with that Judge signing, he's the highest position player um, with his annual value behind Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Um, with, you know, let's just flip it over to the other New York team. I mean, obviously in the uh, National League, but with uh, the Mets sh- uh, sh- shining, excuse me, signing <laughs> Verlander to a two-year deal. He's 39. I mean, obviously coming off a World Series and, and um, a Cy Young Award, but Scherzer, 38. You know, they haven't been together playing since uh, the 2014 Tigers, but do those guys got enough left in the tank to bring bring it home for the Mets, or or do you think that their uh, age is going to catch up with them? Yeah, I, dude, that's you know you put me on the spot, but I was I'm prepared for it. But it, it's tough, man. Like throwing you a fastball, boy, you're going to strike out or swing. <laughs> yeah, on, the, on a fastball in my hands, I gotta like pull my hands in and and try and shoot one down the line. But dude, uh, Justin Verlander last year coming off of of Tommy John. In that offseason, he was, I mean, he was 18 and four with a 1.75 ERA, absolute like That's domination. Insane, insane, yeah. Probably his best statistical year. I mean, you could make a case for, uh, I think that was his lowest ERA, but I mean, just that is like a closers type of ERA. Um, yeah, anything under two is just phenomenal. Oh, that's yeah. And if you're under three, you're a stud. If you're under two, you're, you're out of this world. So, um, I mean, he, it's going to be tough, man. Like, like you said, the age for, for both those guys. I mean, they've thrown a whole hell of a lot of innings, man. Like I, I can't even tell you how many total innings between the two of them. It's gotta be just absurd. So, um, a lot, a lot, a lot. That's what it says in the stack category a lot, but yeah, um, that's what I'm seeing. But yeah, I mean, dude, that NL East, I mean, the Phillies are just, that lineup, Philly's probably the best hitting hitting lineup in the league. Uh, top to bottom, it's just loaded at every single position, really. Uh, and getting shortstop Trey Turner to eleven year, three hundred million dollar deal won't hurt, that's for sure. No, they're they're like the modern day Yankees, if anything, the way they the way the Phillies are are blowing the bag on people. So um, it's gonna you think be. So? I, I think so. I, I I like I said, I'm a I'm a fan of of good pitching beats good hitting, but. Dude, that lineup, and then and then the Mets did lose Chris Bassett, and he went to the uh to the Blue Jays. So that was their number three, but a really really good number three, uh probably a number two or one on other teams. So 
Uh, uh, you you get Verlander. Obviously, you lose. Um, man, I'm drawing blanks tonight. Uh, the best uh, Jacob Degrom. Sorry, I had to get that one together. I didn't find that in my brain. But no worries. You, you lose Degrom. You get Verlander. Obviously, bring back Scherzer. But I mean, Degrom, the type of guy that'll pitch ten to fifteen games a year because he's always hurt. Literally, a walking emergency room. That guy is. But um, it's just, I don't know, dude. It, it, I don't think the Mets will have enough still. I don't, I just don't, once they hit the postseason, I think they'll, they'll flatten out. Yeah. I remember DeGrom back when the Mets were absolutely abysmal, like pitching something like a 14 and nine season. And they gave him the, the Cy Young just because of like how low his ERA was and how many strikeouts he got, you know, which I, I thought was pretty cool because they looked at the fact that the rest of his team sucked. He'd give up like one, two runs and <laughs> they, they couldn't score yeah. enough for him to get the W. So, but uh, as his, as the years have gone by, he's just more and more injury prone, really a shame because he, he was quite the talent when he came into the league. It is a shame. I mean, Texas definitely rolled the dice, giving him a five-year deal, but uh, hopefully he can stay healthy, man. I would love to see him, you know, have some complete seasons for them and, and see what he can really put up numbers wise but he just it's it's tough <clears throat> excuse me it's tough like he he's been banged up like every year for with something yeah definitely definitely a shame i know uh the astros are the betting favorites to repeat as world series champions always a hot hot topic with houston they had that cheating scandal and 2017 tried to put that behind them and, and won the world series last year do you think last year was completely legit? Does that uh, wipe away the stain of the, the garbage that they, they pulled in 2017? Um, or or is there still a bit of an asterisk in your mind, you know, in, in that case? Um, I know 2017 should not, should always go down as an asterisk in my, in my point of view. Like, there's no way that they did like they admitted the cheating they got caught cheating they got fined people got fired like the whole the whole shebang there so i mean last year as far as i know as far as the general population knows they didn't cheat but it's it's kind of like the patriots man where where there's i don't know it, it it's everything you start questioning everything once once a team gets caught cheating so um I can't say that they cheated last year, but I can't say that they didn't. You know what I mean? So as far as I know, as far as I know, they're legit. Um, They had a great season, but yeah, 2017 will always be in the back of of everybody's mind, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And and I know some people came out and said, you know, well, well, every team cheated, you know, every team cheats. It's just a matter of who gets caught. Um, and that's a tough thing as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know if every team banks on trash cans and has earpieces in their in their eardrums, but uh sign sign stealing for sure. Without a doubt, sign stealing goes on, I think probably even in the regular season to get a to get an advantage. Um right. but, but they took it definitely took it up a notch and and who knows how many other teams have done similar things and not gotten caught, but uh fact of the matter is Houston did get caught. So it's interesting that, that you know their football team is a dumpster fire and they had uh earpieces in the trash can so houston houston and their garbage <laughs> <laughs> bad joke that's a hot resist, take though. man that's a hot yeah, take. that is that is my hot take yeah slamming houston just putting houston yep. to the dirt 
couldn't couldn't resist couldn't resist <laughs> uh, part of that is because they beat beat my yanks to get there so in the world series so fair enough any any, any dig i can throw out i'm just like the patriots being a, being an eagles fan uh <laughs> beating the eagles any any dig i can throw at new england i'm going to going to take with no shame so <laughs> guess guess we'll fair see enough. what happens we'll see what happens this year do you see the phillies i know they were surprised huge surprise to come out of the nl last year had the uh the um, extended playoff format not been been there, they wouldn't have even made the playoffs. Do you see them really, um, you know, having a chance of repeating as NL pennant champions, or you think they kind of come back to earth a little bit? What are your thoughts there? Um, I think on paper they have every of the recipe to um, compete and and go the whole way. Uh, I think I think they will. Uh, Obviously, the the signing of Trey Turner to an already like just bolstered lineup is uh is just, I mean Dave Dombrowski, the the general manager, is just doing work. He he has like an unlimited budget. It seems like, uh, with the ownership there. So, that man, I mean, that man gets results wherever he goes. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Great. Great point there, man. Like he's he's been in Boston. He's been in Detroit, where where you know both those organizations did well, uh, under his reign. So. Uh, them signing uh, Taewon Walker coming over from the the rival Mets, which was an interesting one. Uh, starting pitcher to to help out Nola and help out uh Zach Wheeler takes take some stress off of them. That's a big big move in my opinion. Um, signed him to a, quite a few, I think four or five years there. Um, that helps, man. That definitely helps. Like, I I think they're the team to beat in the in the NL East, but the NL East is getting very crowded. Like, the Braves are have you know, won the World Series just a couple of years back. Uh, the Mets are, are are the Mets, and they seem to have an unlimited budget as well, and, and they're trying to bolster up as much as yeah, they both, can. Both so. those teams with 101 wins last year. I mean, to win 100 games in, in the majors in a season is definitely impressive for sure. I think what there's about like three or four teams all of last year to, to win 100 games. You have four teams to win 100-plus games, and two of them were in the East. So, like you said, getting pretty crowded for sure. Yeah, man, like, it's tough. Like, I will say the Phillies should win the NLEs based on uh, the personnel, like the, the roster. But, I mean, you can't play – you play, you can't play the game on paper, man. You got to go out there and execute. So, we'll, uh, Very we'll, true. we'll see what happens. But I, I definitely think they make the postseason. And, uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out of the NL. Uh, just Dave Dombrowski, man, and, and Dave we trust. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> The Dodgers, I know, were a disappointment last year after winning the most games in, in the majors at 111. Relatively quiet offseason. Um, I heard that they're planning on making a major run at Otani next year, either before the trade deadline or in the offseason. Any chance they, they win, you know, over 100 games again, do you think? Or are they going to regress a bit? Um, I think they regress a little bit. Um, I think they, you know, they're still going to be in the, they're going to win over 90 games probably. Um, and Clayton Kershaw is coming back again. I thought for sure he'd hang it up by now, but guy yeah, man, is how old is that man? <laughs> he's getting older. I, that's he's great, getting up there. <laughs> we got to get our research department. The research department's working hard tonight, man. We're um because my brain is certainly is not. Um, that's okay. Clayton no Kershaw. Worries. Wow, he is only thirty four, but it seems like he's probably forty four by now. Uh, he came into the league as a stud like he's 14 seasons he was like 20 years old so i mean most guys don't hit the hit the ground running like that in the majors 
no. at that age. So. No, I actually got the, the opportunity to see him pitch when I was uh, – it was either his rookie year or his, his next year. I think it was his next year uh, nice. at, a, at a Phillies game. He got rocked that – long story short, but – he uh he got he got eaten alive that night, but yeah he's a he's a Hall of Famer, no no question about it, and and he's put up crazy numbers for quite some time and and things like that. But yeah, man, he's he's another guy. He's thrown a ton of innings. That curveball is you can only throw that curveball so many times, you would think. But hey, he's finding a way to to maintain and and that pitching rotation is one of the best in baseball as well. And and obviously, I mean, they lost Justin Turner, the the good third baseman they have, but um. It's the Dodgers, man. I don't count them out um, of anything. So, I, you know, they'll definitely see the postseason at the very least. You think they get Otani? Um, I think they – I put a good chance. I, I'm not going to say I for sure, but I think uh, a little teaser, I, I can't predict the future that well. But I think they're in the running, man. I think I think they're one of the top teams in the running. They have the money. They have the capital. Uh, Magic Johnson, part owner. I mean, they have tons of – of other owners, but he's, you know, one of the biggest owners there. And dude, he, he wouldn't have to leave the state of California, obviously coming over from the, from the angels. Um, right. Yeah. I, I know like they always say he's a good chance to get a Yankees, but they've said a million times that he, uh, he could like, they didn't want him coming over, but that doesn't mean much. We'll see, man. I, I pray, I pray to the, to the God above that, he, if he goes to the Yankees, <laughs> I'll, I'll be sick to my stomach for probably a week, to be honest with you. That'll oh, hurt man. my soul. Yeah, he doesn't even have to change cities. You know, Los Angeles Angels, Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, he won't <laughs> have to sell his house. won't have to switch time zones. I mean, he, he will be going from the American League to the National League. So, um, the National League, don't they have designated hitters now? I know growing they, up for me, it, it was just, you know, the AL, and then the pitchers had to hit in the poor NL. But – um. When did they switch that over? That was just last year, yeah. N L A L D H. Yeah. Okay, so that's real, real recent. All right, so I'm not too far, too far behind the ball. Maybe I'm AAA. <laughs> you're getting promoted, man. As we, as we go along here, we're we're scouting you, so you're definitely getting promoted already. Rehab's going pretty well. Uh, elbow feels good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's. What do you think of some of these other signings? You know, obviously the Giants not getting judged, but they signed uh, Carlos Correa, Correa, thirteen year, three hundred fifty million dollars. Again, an unimaginable amount of money. You know, former former two time All Star, rookie of the AL Rookie of the Year, Gold Glove winner. Um, that's the largest contract ever for a shortstop, and and the fourth highest ever uh, behind you know Judge is number three, I think. I saw uh, Mike Trout with the Angels was the top, and then Mookie Betts with the Dodgers was 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 number two. But do you think uh, Carrera makes a, a huge splash with the Giants, or was that an overrated signing? I think that was they spent way too much on him. To be honest with you, I mean he's he's twenty eight shortstop. That's a that's a pretty demanding position defensively. Like you know those guys usually don't last. Super to 40 super long. to 41. So it would take him to his 41 season. Does anybody play baseball at 41? Uh, rarely anymore. Anymore, at least at yeah, shortstop. It's not like he's a first baseman or just a DH. I guess with that up, can he switch from a shortstop just to a DH? I guess that's always a possibility, right? Probably is he a great hitter. He is a good hitter. I, I would like as a DH, you want a guy with some. I mean, he has some pop in the bat. Don't get me wrong, I'm not you know, to sit here and disrespect him, but he's like. You know, he's a 20-some home run guy every year. 
Um, he's never batted. He's never drove in more than 96 RVI. So he's not a guy that's going to drive in like, you know, anywhere near judge or, or Kyle Schwarber, that type of thing. Like guys that really bring, bring guys home and, and score runs for you. Like he's a great, he's a good hitter. I, I wouldn't even go as far as to say he's a great player. Like he's a definitely an above average shortstop in this league, probably top 10, um, maybe top five perhaps, but paying him like the best shortstop in the league though, i don't sure. know man that contract like, there was rumors that, that the Orioles were in the sweepstakes seeing this contract i know exactly why there weren't because they're not going to spend <laughs> money like that but but dude i mean i i don't get it man just because i think that the giants like lost out on the judge sweepstakes and just were like all right we need us we need a, a big name and and Korea is a big name um you know he did he bashed Derek jeter quite quite a few years ago saying that he was the most overrated shortstop of all time. That was uh, not the best comment to make, obviously just for the integrity of baseball. Cause he's highly regarded. Uh, yeah. Jeter is my favorite player growing up. And one of the few that I looked up to that didn't have a bunch of scandals, you know, right. again, being a bit biased as a Yankees fan, but I mean, Jeter's a class act. Sure. You know, obviously he's, that he's is hard to very, hate, man. He's, he's another very... judge. You know, he's a, he's the older judge, I would say. Uh, in the way that he conducts himself. So yeah, Carlos Correa, man, he he's kind of an asshole. There's no other way to put it. He just <laughs> he kind of said to the Twins, like uh, I'm the. He said something along the lines of like I'm the Dior or I'm like a, a exclusive brand, and and you guys got to come get me. He said that right after uh, the the season ended there. So he's just a egomaniac. I would not have yeah. given him that money. He's not worth it. He's a good player, not a, a outstanding player. Yeah, man. Like, I don't like anybody who's who's cocky. You know, the confidence is cool, but that that arrogance, you know, can carry over into a clubhouse and uh, really create you know a toxic atmosphere. So, I guess we'll see what he does with the Giants. And uh, yeah, man, <laughs> move yeah. on, move on. We'll see if they end up wanting to move on from him, right? <laughs> I think yeah, five six years in, he'll he'll decline pretty pretty heavily. And and yeah, man, like the Giants are a great franchise. Like they've. They've had a lot of success, especially in the 2000s uh, era. And I don't know, man, it's like that was just a really, really surprising move that they went that way and and gave one guy that much. Like I thought they would bolster their rotation or something. But, hey, whatever Correa Correa did to convince them to pay that, um, more power to him, I guess. I don't know. I mean, they had exactly a, a 500 record last year. So, like you said, you know, make, maybe they just went out to make a big splash, you know, signing. You know, he obviously, if he has a big mouth, he's going to bring a lot of uh, uh, press to the team, which can, you know, help fire up the fans and, and get them going for next year. So, I guess we'll find out. Another signing, uh, Xander Bogarts, Padres. They gave him a whopping deal as well, 11 years, $280 million. You mentioned how the Dodgers might regress a bit. Do the Padres have a chance to overtake them for the division lead? Do you think the NLS? I think they they have a they have a good chance. Yeah, um, they're right there this past season, knocking on the door, and they really had a slump down the stretch uh, around August era or around the August time period, I should say. Damn, I don't know what I'm saying, but uh, <laughs> the, thinking uh, about that ERA. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, man, it, the Padres, this is really weird, too, is, uh, dude, growing up, like, especially in our time, like, and even before that, the Padres have been, like, 
an absolute abomination of a franchise. Like they don't spend money. They don't care about winning all of a sudden dude. last two, three years, they are up there with the biggest spenders in the league. So um, yeah, they, they, I mean, Manny Machado, you got uh, Fernando Tatis coming back. You got Juan Soto uh, who they acquired halfway through the year. Like they're, they're one of the scariest lineups in baseball as well. So um, if the pitching can do enough, uh, which they, they should have that as well. Uh, with you, you Darvish and, and the and um, a bunch of other. I mean, they have a lot of people on that team that are capable. But it's that division is so hard uh, with the Dodgers being right there. So I mean, I do look for the for the Padres to to kind of assert themselves uh, as that division winner this year. But it's it's a neck and neck thing with with the Dodgers. I can't I can't pick an outright outright winner you know easily at all. Fair enough. Yeah, growing up, I remember the Padres doing pretty much nothing as well. I have to wonder with the uh, San Diego Chargers moving to, to Los Angeles, if maybe that kind of kicked the charge or kicked the Padres into gear a little bit to spend money. Because I mean, now that that's the only major sports team in San Diego, that was just a thought that came to mind. Any? Uh, would you agree with that in some way? Because all of a sudden, it's like, all right, Chargers are gone. We got to make baseball a thing. You know, a lot more so than it used to be. Yeah, I, I thought my coach was JD, but it's it's Albert Einstein. I mean, you nailed that one. That that <laughs> nah, fam, don't don't put me up for that kind of uh that kind of uh yeah, I can't even talk right now. So clearly not Albert Einstein. But let me just throw a bunch of numbers up there for you. On you know, got the crazy hair going. Anyway, <laughs> the mad genius, dude, mad genius, uh, JD. No, that's that's a hundred percent accurate, man. Like I think the the ballers of San Diego are, are throwing some money the Padres way and. And it's obviously benefiting them as a club, like the Chargers leaving town to go to L.A. It's probably the best thing that could have happened for the uh, for the Padres. Yeah, we'll see. They uh, can end up, you know, and that's even funnier thinking the Chargers dipped out to go to Los Angeles. And now that the Padres are chasing after the Los Angeles Dodgers. So San Diego and L.A. got some major beef going on right here. So who can throw more money where, I guess, is potentially what we're looking at right <laughs> i mean it is it's there's money to go around i'll say that there's money to go around and baseball is just becoming insane on, on these contracts i'll say that you know i'll argue with that with anybody like it, it's just it's absurd the amount of money like correa that that one in particular yeah another shortstop getting paid dansby swanson seven years 177 mil with the cubbies the Cubs, you know, they they won the World Series back in uh, shoot, when was it? Twenty six sixteen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Twenty sixteen, just six years later, they're not making any moves. Do you think? Uh, I think we got another hundred plus year drought in Chicago going on for a World Series, or or what? What do we got going on there, man? <laughs> uh, they've definitely fallen apart fast after that World Series. Like they kind of, I guess they went all in and then just. You know, it went to the wastelands. Um, but, I mean, dude, the way they're they're going out and spending money, that's for sure. I mean, they get Talion from the Yanks, the starting pitcher. They go get Cody Bellinger. I know that's only a one-year deal, but the NSB Swanson, that one shocked me. I, I didn't think they were even in the running for that. So, I'm going to say I'll take the under on the uh, on the 100 years. I think they'll win it before – hopefully before another 100 years. That's brutal for that, for that fan base, but um, – I think they'll get it together eventually again. I think maybe they're even headed in the right direction now, um, but we'll see. 
shoot another hundred years, we might have AI baseball players for all we know, right? <laughs> yeah, let's hope not, right? <laughs> <laughs> the technology. Oh, real quick, what do you think of the idea of an automatic strike zone? Um, I know they they mess with that in the minor leagues. Do you think that's something they should bring to the majors? I freaking hate the idea personally, but you know, taking away the umpires and just having that, you know, computer or whatever the heck it is. Excuse me, from technologically inept here. <laughs> but, uh, what do you like, think? Sound like you're like get off my lawn type of deal, but hey, uh... hey get off my lawn! <laughs> I want my umps watching my lawn. I don't want no dang computer. <laughs> Um, I mean, dude, the, the umpires last year, I mean, they make the, they make the NFL umps look like geniuses. Those MLB umps, I mean, I don't know what the training requirements are, but I'm pretty sure you and I could go out there and, and ump a better game than most of those guys last year. No, no disrespect, but I'm going to disrespect them at all, at all costs. That's, say, that's, that's some disrespect yeah. right there. <laughs> Just call it, call it like it is, man. Be brutally honest, bro. Be brutally um, honest. You um, freaking suck. <laughs> They, uh, it's a clown show. I mean, it, some of these strike three calls, especially last year, were inches off the plate, and you know, either inside, outside, up, down. I mean, just terrible. So, hey, if 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 the electronic strike zone is quick and efficient and it works, I I don't have a problem with it. To be honest with you, um, I do like having umps like on the base pass. I think that I like if it went to all electronic, I think that would take away from the game a little bit, but. They either Absolutely. gotta they gotta train these umps better, or they gotta like go younger with the umps altogether. Because I think some of these older guys can't see the ball or whatever. I don't know, but uh, yeah, man, whatever is gonna improve the integrity of the game at this point. Because it was it was tough to watch last year on on multiple occasions. I know some of the the credit. Um, well, I will, I will use the word credit. Some people would call it deception. Some of that credit goes to you know a good catcher can make a pitch that's off the plate and isn't actually a strike, they're able to make it look more like a strike based on how they you know, maneuver themselves, how they grab it with the glove. Um, having that automatic strike or that – not automatic strike zone. I, I don't even – digital strike zone. Yeah, electronic. There it is, electronic whatever. strike zone would probably take away from, from some of that. But, yeah, I, I definitely don't like the idea of, you know, instant replay all the time, electronic, you know, AIs for, for everything. Um you know, you get to first base and you got the guy going, congratulations, you made it, you know, like something <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, no, you know, like that's that. <laughs> so yeah, know, America's pastime needs to have human beings involved. And I think when you try to, and I agree, maybe having um, a strike zone like that, if it is efficient, maybe it, maybe it's a good idea if it's really messing with the game too much, but I think they need to keep it, you know, as human as possible. Human error is part of, part of you know any sport and always has been and um as the new generation of baseball fans grow up i i I, you know think that they should keep it as old school as possible but with that being said what do you think about these bat flips and celebrations and all that i I think it brings excitement to the game for these guys are young kids they're just they're just out there having fun you're 25 years old you hit a home run like you're gonna be pumped man like it, it brings that excitement excitement to the game i know these unwritten rules are being broken but <laughs> thoughts thoughts on that yeah yeah i'm all for it man like i like you said bring excitement to the game bring some pizzazz or some some flair to it like I, I got no problem with that i i think when like if somebody hit a home run and then they they do a crazy bat flip and then they get hit the next time at bat like i think that's ridiculous like 
if you're the pitcher, just get him out, man. Like it's your job to get the out, and he lit you up for a for a home run. So, in the same respect, like you know, if a guy hits a homer off you, does a bat flip, like take it on the chin and and next guy up. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, absolutely. With that being said, I was watching right before the podcast, watching a Josh Donaldson video that you had posted to Twitter, bat flips when he didn't hit home runs. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. Dude, it's just Ah oh, man, he he's he's up there with Correa for for egomaniacs, for for just guys that, that can't get enough of themselves. Um for sure, without a doubt. He he he's done I'm not gonna say next to nothing. He plays a good third base, but um, definitely not what the Yankees thought they were getting. I don't think. Is he still with the Yanks, or did uh, he sign somewhere else? Yeah, he he uh, he still is with the Yanks currently. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, we're gonna wrap up with a uh, final piece of of Yankees news. We we touched on this earlier. Aaron Judge's home run ball number sixty two. The the guy put it up for auction one point five milli for it, an insane amount of money, but. I think it's hilarious. The guy was offered two million outright and three million outright. And speaking of uh, greed, um, the guy's like, "No, nah, I'll just, I'll just take it to auction." So, what do you, what do you think on that? Yeah, man. Initially, I thought it was kind of a good idea that he, uh, you know, uh, passed the like, just didn't give the ball up. Basically, is what I'm trying to say. There is like, um, you know, he got offered the two mil, the three mil. I mean. If I were to guess, like going to auction, I thought he would get more. Um, I don't know, obviously the the auction and and you know what happened there, like who the, who the people are in that auction and and what have you. But yeah, man, like to get half, like to get the one point five instead of the three, like um, from what I know, the guy is like super successful, rich, uh, rich guy to begin with. So yeah, rich um, get richer makes me sick. So I think it's hilarious. That's what he gets. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure he's not losing sleep over it, but hey, man, like I'm glad he didn't get. I'm glad he deferred the three and then didn't get the three. Like that's awesome. Um, uh, yeah, it, it was that that whole like just getting a uh, a seat out there when when Judge you know for that game had to have been astronomical, like because they knew you know what's at stake. Is he gonna pass the record? Like if he hits one out there, that that ball is worth obviously gonna bring over a million dollars, which it did. So, uh, yeah. Right. Like incredible amount of money for a baseball, if you think about it, but it it is history. So, yeah, the reason he turned it down was because uh, Mark McGuire's number seventy ball in ninety eight sold for for three million bucks, which I mean, with inflation, is quite a bit more than that nowadays. So, I get the idea. You know, he's like, I could probably make more money, but I mean, and being where I'm at in life, you know, not being a millionaire, just, just the thought of turning down seven figures period blows my mind. But, um, again, you know, 1.5 million, I don't feel bad for the guy. He definitely had a nice net profit on, on that (laughs) baseball. Yeah. I mean, at most, maybe the ticket was, I don't know, speculate and say it was a, an $800 ticket. Like maybe if that, right. Uh, The return on investment is insane. You know what I mean? Like, if, even at a thousand, it's a it's a fifteen, one thousand five hundred times return <laughs> on the investment. I'm, I like my stats, I like my math, but my brain's going blit right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> his brain might be going blit because he's mad at himself. But one point five mil, you know, take it or leave it. He took it, and and that's that. So, 
maybe next time we'll get we'll get a chance at catching a, a home run ball worth a lot of money. But what do you got for the end of this episode, Aaron? Who are we shouting out tonight? Yeah, we always got a shout out fourteen twenty. Uh, check out their daily show fourteen twenty in the morning. Like I say every time, it's the best time of the morning. So so definitely listen to that. Uh, listen to uh, Fan in the Van. Uh, he absolutely tore into Matt Ryan. Uh, he might have like put his career. He might have turned his career to retirement after that rant. Uh, <laughs> and uh, level the playing field as always. Listen to those guys. Um, you know, for really every sport, they even go into basketball and everything of of, of that nature. So definitely check out all those guys. Um, you know, we're we're gonna try and keep up with the MLB. You know, as much as we can here. Uh, it's quite a few months till even the spring training starts but hey um you know we'll we'll update you with any news and, and definitely check the twitter at, at brutally honest without the t on the end there brutally honest yeah definitely glad that we could get that twitter handle and um fridays and fridays and mondays we're talking about the nfl so catch us catch us there if you want to hear nfl news we occasionally bring you college football middle of the week we'll try to do baseball and and eventually we'll dip our feet into the NBA as well. But this is Can of Corn. It's been a pleasure. You guys have a good evening. Make sure you share. Peace. Peace.